1: Our speaker today, though he might not have been a household name to much of our convention pulpit audience, he was a wonderful man of God and a powerful preacher who spent most of his ministry time in the state of Michigan. The sermon was preached at the Dayton Interchurch Holiness Convention in 1986, and he titles it Healing in the Cross. I know you will enjoy this wonderful sermon. And I don't
0: want to take for granted. And the
1: of I'm not sure just what all needs to be said about the service this afternoon, but I do believe that our Christ is able to do anything.
0: Yes.
1: I believe He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all we'd ask or think. But did you know he qualified that? He said, according to the power of God that works in our lives. Well, if the resurrection power of the Lord works in our lives, Then again, there is nothing impossible with him, and he needs an instrument, doesn't he? I appreciate the emphasis this morning. There was one thing I appreciated about the prayer time that Brother Smool let us in, and he said we should be praying for other leaders, those which seem to be our enemy, and probably are our enemy. I was glad for that time of prayer for Mr. Gaddafi. And I think we need to pray. And didn't we learn this morning from Brother Gail that even our leaders sometimes can seemingly be making mistakes or make it appear as though it's something when it's really not. I, I was a, very much a alert to alerted to our need to pray for the leaders of our world. Now that said, that won't cost you anything extra. Uh, chapter eight of Matthew, chapter eight of Matthew. I'm going to read 17 verses of Scripture because the word of the Lord is really very important to us. Um, I'm not sure what your concept of a healing service is, but I'd like to say that he, He's here, and He's here to do His work. And I believe the Lord would like to touch our lives in a very special way. Verse 1. When He was come from the mountain, great multitudes followed Him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped Him, saying, Lord, if Thou wilt, Thou canst make me clean. And Jesus put forth His hand and touched Him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus saith unto him, See thou tell no man, but go thy way, show thyself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion, beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, Grievously tormented, And Jesus saith unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said unto him, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof. But speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, Go, and he goeth, and to another come, and he cometh. And to my servant, Do this, and he doeth it. And when Jesus heard it, they, mar- they marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not so found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And I say unto you, that many shall come from the east and west, and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out, into out cast out into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the selfsame hour. And when Jesus was come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid and sick of fever. And he touched her hand, and the fever left her. And she arose and ministered unto them. When the even was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses <clears throat> would you stand with me for a word of prayer please our loving heavenly father as we bow before thee on this afternoon we want to thank you for your hallowed presence. We want to thank you, Lord, for every provision that you've made for us through your own Son, Jesus Christ. We want to thank you, Lord, that thou art a God of the whole mind, of the whole body, of the whole life. We want to praise you, God, that you're our one who meets us where we are. We're glad, dear Lord, that you can come down to us because we're not strong enough to come up to thee. We want to thank you, Lord, for your condescension To live upon this earth dear jesus and commit your life for us for uh the privilege that we would have through the blood of jesus christ to follow you we want to thank you lord for the way of salvation how we praise you lord that you ever made it possible that we could be born of the spirit of god that we could be born from above that we can know dear lord that we've been set free from every committed transgression lord what a wonderful freedom of guilt when our guilt is taken away when we're justified by faith we've been acquitted before god but our father we want to praise you that you made it possible that not only we can be delivered from every committed transgression but also we can be delivered from the very nature of sin and we want to thank you lord that you have made it possible that we can not only be have the nature of sin eradicated out of our hearts, but also that we can be enthroned with your blessed Holy Ghost and praise you for the enabler that enables us, dear Lord, day by day, week by week, and month by month, and year by year. I want to thank you, Lord, for your personal interest in every phase of our lives. Lord, not only, dear Father, just in the fact that we can know you and the power of salvation, but also in the way we live and conduct and relate to ourselves day by day and week by week and month by month. And we're glad for the many times you've laid your hand of healing upon the body upon the mind upon the emotion upon the mental oh how we praise and honor you and glorify you for it our father we dear lord cannot explain everything our lord at times when there were those who didn't have that special touch but we want to praise you for the times that you have and now dear lord we want to thank you for hearing and answering prayer on behalf of this service lord we want to thank you for the prayer and fast time just before this service so fitting that men and women somehow might have the joy of submitting totally to the perfect will of God. Help your servant this afternoon as we share a few thoughts, dear Lord, from thy word, that we might somehow feed our hungry souls and give us, dear Lord, confidence to believe that God is able to do the work that we call him to do in Jesus' loving name. I want to praise you for your love toward us and praise you for the brethren and the sisters and neighbors and friends. Drive back every force of evil this afternoon. May all fears and doubts be alleviated, and may the Lord there be freedom and liberty and the blessed Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. And all that God's people desired said, "Amen." Thank you. You may receive. I would like to thank with you a little bit this evening and our our afternoon. This um, subject we have before us uh, was a sign healing in the cross, and actually. Uh, what is not done for us through the cross will never, will not satisfy our hungry hearts. It will not meet our needs. But I'd like to um, use as a text, if we should have one, and you found it in verse 17 Himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. That's our Lord. Jesus Christ perfectly, God wouldn't have had to, but because of His love for us. We have the privilege this afternoon of knowing that He can do unusual things for us. There are at least four Greek words that are very, very important in being able to look at healing from the Scriptures, especially from the New Testament. The word for healing, uh, first that I'd like to draw your attention, is the word therapuo, which is to serve as an attendant or to care for the sick, or to treat, or to cure. It can be also used to heal or to restore, to health, or it can also be used to worship. And I'm glad that that part is in the scriptures also, or in that meaning also, because this afternoon a healing service that does not bring worship and praise and honor and glory to God is really a waste of our time. It really will not uh, bring the kind of glory to the Son of God we would desire. The second word I'd like to draw to our attention from the New Testament Greek is the word iomai, which has to do with to heal or to make whole. It also has to do with being whole. It has the idea of also spiritual healing. So I'd like for you to note something that you can begin to see a connection here. Uh, spiritual healing, physical healing, mental healing, emotional healing, all of these dovetail together because they're all found in the cross, or else they do not honor and glorify the Son of God. They are not, we do not have the right rootage. I'll say just another word about that as soon as I give you a couple more definitions. The word also that we have for healing in the scriptures is the word sozo. It's the very word that's used for us to talk about being saved. The word is used to to be delivered. The word to be saved from our sins. So the meaning of it can be to save or to heal or to make whole or be made whole. And uh, I'm very much interested in that word that somehow God and his great economy don't think like we do. He makes it possible that you and I can be able to be made complete in Him. As a matter of fact, that fits very closely with the holiness message. Did you know that holiness and healing go together? I said holiness and healing go together. Holiness has to do with character. If our lives are holy and our character is correct, there's already healing in our body. It relieves us of the pressures of the guilt of sin and the guilt of un- life or the load of the carnal nature. So you and I already have a healing begun. The second, the th- fourth word I want to use is the word diha, so held, which actually intensifies that word. And it has the idea to save thoroughly. To escape from, that is to bring safely through danger or to completely, or to heal completely. Isn't that interesting that he would do this? I'd like to draw a couple other things to your attention. Now, I know that in our circles, we sometimes have been a little reluctant to uh, have healing services because, well, we didn't want someone to say that we belonged to a certain crowd. Well, so what? Why let them have the benefit of it? And you heard Brother Gale say that they're rushing into the Philippines down there, as, uh, especially the charismatic groups, to be able to take a hold. And all at once we feel an urgency. Now we holiness people got to get to it. I'd like to say, why don't you and I start and let the benefits of God come to our bodies and to our minds and to our souls and to our lives before they finally pressure us in. You know, the malpractice insurance thing is going up tremendously. You know what that's going to do? It's going to run up your insurance premiums. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we holiness people could somehow believe God and keep the insurance premiums down for our sinner friends? Well, I heard you. You're kind of frightened to say amen at that point, aren't you? I believe God is able. I asked an insurance agent a few years ago. Uh, what kind of a bonus do you give to churches if somehow or another they believe God for healing and they don't use the insurance for a year? Well, you have to, there are certain insurances, you know, that are built up, like, such as Mennonite Mutual Aid. It's built up on the fact that if you use it, while well, it's there, if not, uh, it's not used, then that reverts back to the people again. The premiums revert back. Well, I'm not really here to discuss the insurance issue. I'm really here to tell you that our God's able to do uh, that which we call upon Him to do just a few verses of Scripture, just snatchings from the Scriptures to speak to our hearts. Exodus 15, 26. I'd like you to notice something that I feel is very valuable. The 26th verse, the 15th chapter of Acts says, and he said, that is Moses speaking for God, if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of God. I want you to catch those words. If you'll diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight, I think that was partly what I heard Brother Grimion saying this morning, that if we're going to keep the glory on us, and we're going to stay close to God, then we must hear and do what's right in the sight of God. And he says, and he will ear give ear, and will and sorry, we will give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes. By the way, this is not an exceptional verse in scripture. This is really given many times. I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians. That's what he said. Won't you agree with me that the judgment of God and the wrath of God has allowed a few things to come upon America? And I really believe in some of the atrocious diseases that we have in America that's called incurables have become because of America's rebellion against the will of God. And if you have an argument with that, I'd like to hear your diagnosis of the one called AIDS, which I have brought upon the Egyptians. For I am the Lord thy God, a Lord that healeth thee. I am the Lord that healeth thee. Romans 8 and 11, we find this word, and I think it's the strongest verse in the New Testament for healing. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwelleth in you. That's life creating life within you. That's life creating healing in your body and in your mind. Aren't you glad for that? James 5, 14 and 15, the verse scriptures that we use many times. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him with anointing him with oil in the name of the lord and the prayer of faith shall save the sick their sozo shall deliver the sick and the lord shall raise him up and if he committed any sins they shall be forgiven him but what's the next phrase confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed Of all of our needs, spiritual and physical, and the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man of much. I tell you, that's an encouraging word to my heart to life. Back to the word, is any sick among you? That word for sick can be translated weary or afflicted. So the next time you get tired, just to be anointed by the brethren. (laughs) That's really what it says. If you're weary, you see, there are numbers of ways of being weary. We not only get weary in our physical lives. But we can also be weary in our mind. We can be weary in our men, our very mental lives, our emotional lives, and you know what? God has healing for every facet of our lives, and I praise the Lord for that. And you see, you'll have to say that I'm on balance. I am keeping a balance. We're not talking about showmanship. We're not talking about something we're trying to be able to show. Well, we did this or we did that. Just the miracle of God. Now, some of our folk are here. One of our little boys, who's about five, I guess, years old, he had something went wrong with the, on the skin of his face. And, and uh, the doctor had said that there will be surgery. And so they brought him forth to be anointed. And he was brought forth to be anointed with oil in the name of the Lord. And the way we do it in our church, we have them gather around. And, uh, and we have it so that, you know, one, no one single person really gets any kind of glory out of it. But he was anointed with oil in the name of the Lord. And the next week, I believe it was, and I'm not sure just when it uh, was the next week, that his mother notices this has dried up, and so she pulled it off, and all that, she had, that he had the next, the latter part of that week was just a little spot on his face, and which the doctor said he'd have to have surgery. We don't know what the problem was. We didn't really have to. Our father, when he diagnoses and gives a prognosis and brings about the healing, that's okay. We praise him and honor him and glorify him for it. And the Mark and writer. Uh, says that that the disciples also used the practice of anointing with oil. Verse, chapter 6 and verse 12 and 13. And they went out and preached uh, that men should repent. And I want you to notice the closest of repentance and anointing with oil. That men should repent. And they cast out many devils, and anointed with oil many that were sick and healed them. In the verse, in the scriptures back in uh, James, it says that they've committed any sins, they shall be forgiven them. I want you to notice the close relationship between healing not only of the physical body, but also to bring our minds and our hearts and our lives into perfect harmony with God. And when we do that, you see, we holiness people already accentuated highly and say, there it is, right in the cross for us. And we say of St. Luke chapter 5 and verse 16 and 17, we find that Jesus... Uh, and it's speaking of him, and he withdrew himself. He says to the wilderness and prayed. And it came to pass at a certain day, as he was teaching, that they were went Pharisees and doctors of the law, sitting by which came of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem, and the power. And that word for power there is not the word exousia, which you'd think it would be. That is for authority, but rather it's dunamis. And that word dunamis has to to do with no inability. Is that the characteristic of our Lord? That's sure. There is no inability in our Lord. And he trusts you and I with the authority. And then the Bible says the power of the Lord was present. You know what I believe? I believe the power of the Lord is present here this afternoon. And I believe the power of the Lord is present here to heal every need. Wouldn't it be something that if after this afternoon every soul that's here that's out of the ark of safety, every soul that's here that's not in harmony to perfect harmony with God, uh, whether it be spiritually or whatever it may be, or if there is someone who has a physical affliction, as someone who has mental pressures, and don't tell me that's not, not going on these days. Every pastor knows that there is an emotional uh, breakdown in lives like we have never seen before. The pressure of our age, the closing in, of the end times have brought people to the place where somehow or other, they just cannot retain their ability to be able to have wholesomeness unless... We can have the healing virtue of God coming upon the lives of men and women, uh, boys and girls. And by the way, it is true among our teenagers why they say at the age of 14 is one of the high points of of suicides among our teenagers if that is true we need to somehow have something beyond what the doctor can do something beyond what the uh, psychologist or the psychiatrist and we have something beyond just what the normal counselor can do and I'd like to tell you it is Jesus Christ the son of God let me just go on with you and notice the word uh, present to heal and it's the word of I am I has the idea of a perfect wholeness that can be brought into the body Let's sit back to the Old Testament again. Psalm 103. I just love this Psalm. And verses 2 following. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget all his benefits. Who forgiveth thine iniquities, all thy iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfy thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. You know what I like about that? Didn't even say well, how old you ought to be. So therefore, you folks who are a little gray <laughs> and you have a lot of miles, you can be able to be healed just as easily as these down here who are short because of their age. You can be able to be free. Aren't you glad for that? I praise the Lord. In just, I just closed the revival meeting out in Pennsylvania. There was a lady who said the last night, I'd like to be anointed. and I, But my problem is this. I have the problem of, and I cannot tell you why, but I just pull my hair out. Oh, that's demon activity of course you and I need to know a few things and we don't have to tell everybody about you know but well, we had anointed her, and prayed for her and she said you know I believe the Lord is delivering me God is a great God he knows how to be able to do the great work of his grace and love in our hearts and our lives the young man came off the street his name was Freddie. Freddie walked into service one night and he came in to seek the Lord now, I know that there are those who say, well, some of us holiness preachers preach on holiness so much, therefore we don't have many converts. But did you know, if you preach on the message of holiness proper, it will lead people to be saved. And sure enough, here comes Freddie down to the altar prayer. Now he has, got, he has been in a fight with his best buddy. I don't know what his enemy would have done, but his best buddy, he has a uh, place that's about so far down side of his face, it's all black and blue. You know what God did for that boy before the next night? You can hardly tell that was there. God, it went just along with his conversion. No, uh, no requests as far as I know, but the healing virtue of the Lord was applied. Let me give you an illustration. You remember after Ananias and Sapphire died at the feet of Peter? I don't know what they would do with us today if that would happen to us. I have a feeling that the sheriff at least being to visit us pastors, if we'd have anyone who came in and lied to the Holy Ghost and dropped dead at our feet, they'd wonder what we shot them with, wouldn't they? They'd wonder what we did to them. Maybe we'd be blamed somehow or another. But aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that God is a prayer answering God? who knows how to hear and answer in prayer. And by the way, I don't have any desire for anybody to fall dead at my feet, Okay. I just want you to know that I have no hankering for that kind of thing but I do have a hankering for the same kind of the power of God that was working in those days among those disciples to be it see it manifest in our ways the Bible says in Acts chapter 5 and verse 15 after this has all happened the Bible says they heard the disciples and multitudes came in some us they brought the sick in the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at least the very shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. And there came, he said, a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem bringing sick folks and them which were vexed with unclean spirits and they were healed every one. Hey, you talk about holiness. (laughs) There's holiness in work. And I think I heard our brother this morning saying the only way we'll ever see things come come to pass is that the glory comes down. And I just want you to know that this preacher would welcome the glory down this afternoon. (laughs) Do you realize that we'll just go through motions? But we don't want just motions. We want victories. We want the conquering tread. We want the move of heaven. We want the blessings of God. Three things I want to say about the scripture that I read. I'd like you to first of all know that the leper came and he said, If you will, you can. Make me whole. Jesus said, I will, and he was. That's what we need to hear this afternoon. If you will, you can. And he says, I will. That's leprosy was taken away. Made him a citizen that was respectful in the society in which he lived. No longer had to stand outside the camp. We find him him also talking to a centurion who came and said, I have a servant at home and he is grievously tormented. Grievously so grievous or tormented. What was his problem? What was his physical problem? Jesus didn't even spend a lot of time arguing about it. Jesus just said I will come and heal him. It's interesting to me that the word that Jesus used here is the word "therapuo," Which actually we get our word therapy from really. The centurion answered him and said Lord I am not worthy that thou shouldst come under my roof but just speak the word only and my servant shall be healed you know the word in which the sin turn used is the word i not only have a therapy a cure that lifts him up in his physical life but he's going to touch i want him to touch both physically and spiritually Is not the kind of healing that we are really talking about god will do his work according to his riches in glory He said, I I tell my soldiers or command them, you come over here and he comes. And you go over there and he goes. And he said, that's all you need to do is just to tell this thing to go. You, You don't have to be there in my house. I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof. I just want you to speak the word only. That's all I want you to do. Well, I'll tell you, Jesus is here and he's here to be able to speak a word this afternoon to our hearts and speak deliverance by the grace of God. And Jesus emphasized faith and others as a matter of fact he said you know some of these fellows who are outside the camp are going to be sitting down in abraham and isaac and jacob and some of the folks have been in the camp for a while he said they're going to be cast out why because he said you're faithless (laughs) god wants to touch our lives and he wants us to put our put our works where our mouth is (laughs) he wants to see us exercise the faith in which he has granted unto us by the grace of god now Verse 18, uh, chapter 18 and verse 13, I want you to notice. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so be it done with thee. And his servant was Iomai. Oh his servant was healed. What kind of healing did he get? Not a thorough pillow. He got an Iomai. Oh for his servant, you know what? I don't think that uh, centurion stood around and said, Now, Jesus, are you sure that happened to him? Are you sure that all- I left him home? I left him under my roof back there. Are you sure that it really happened? Absolutely not. As centurion trekked off home <laughs> to be able to see that servant of his who is now made whole. He's made completely whole. Aren't you glad for that? But I'd like you to notice something else. Did you know the disciples sometimes need to have Jesus come and do some healing in his house? Peter's mother-in-law had a fever. And so Jesus said, oh, where is the oil? Where is the oil? No, no, he didn't. No, he said, well, let's see. Who shall we call? Uh, Some uh, great healer somewhere? No, Jesus just touched her. Just touched her. You know what I'd like? I'd like if Jesus would touch you. I think one of the most telling things that I had in my ministry was a lady who had a inward problem, a physical problem, and the doctors had said to her that nothing outside of surgery would heal her. And uh, when she said, I'm believing the Lord, he kindly poked fun at her and laughed at her. And one evening in a revival meeting where I was holding a meeting I, at her church, I just said, you know, I feel like that there's someone here who God wants to heal, but I would like to invite us to come around the altar for prayer. And she vows that God healed her on the way to the altar. She was touched. You can't give no man credit for that, folks. You can't say it was anybody else. He didn't touch anybody else coming down the aisle. I asked her, did you touch anybody else coming down the aisle? No. Why did I ask that question? Jesus touched her. Jesus touched her, and you know what? If there's any healings this afternoon, it's going to be that Jesus touched. You know there are several kinds of healings. There is a divine healing from the hand of God. When you get that kind of healing, you will keep your convictions. You will stand firm before God. You'll go and accentuate Him. But there is another kind. There are some folks who've been healed of affliction, and what they've done is made an agreement with the enemy. They have backed away from their convictions. They backed away from the scriptural call. And yes, they trade it off. But that kind of healing may be supernatural in its work. But it's not the divine movement of God. And it doesn't please Him. There's also another kind of healing. And that is the kind whereby that people kind of play with demonic powers. And they can be able to somehow or another maybe do certain things. If any doctor wants to hypnotize you, you tell him that's of the devil. And if you don't want to say you said it, tell him Brother Agee said it. I don't believe it's of God. I believe that's playing and toying. And I'd like to say it's very dangerous, it seems to me, to play with that kind of thing. But I'd like to tell you that if you have a divine touch of God of healing this afternoon, you will use the strength and the grace and the courage derived therefrom to glorify God and stand more with the scriptures than you ever have before. It will enrich your ability to be able to believe God in a deeper way than you ever had before. And I'd like to say that I know of nobody in this room who has any special kind of gift from the Lord although I do believe gifts are demonstrated distributed rather faithfully by our God to the folks who he does see and I would trust that somehow or another we would become a healing body God would come and those who have need would yield to themselves to a place where the saints could be able to pray and that this body would turn into a mighty mind of God being accomplished at the spirit of the Lord could work his miracle and heaven could come on the scene and we could be able to say he gets all the glory and the praise. That brings me to the third thing and that is Jesus made these blessings available at the cross. That day, that day after he comes, comes down off of the mountain, we find him finishing that day up this way, many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick. That, notice the purpose, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah, Isaiah the prophet, saying, himself took our infirmities, the asthenia, all of our infirmities, and bear our sickness. the nassos. You know what nassos is? It can be disease or sickness. Now, I heard uh, when I was growing up, we talked about the distemper that dogs have. But you know what? I found out that word is used here, distemper, which has to do with mental illness. Can God heal mental problems? I'd like to say that I am so happy that the church... And I'm talking generally now. Don't, do no longer run away from mental problems. You know what we've learned to do? We've learned to pray. We've learned to somehow or another think about it seriously. And we still need to do so. And you need to know the difference between someone who has a mental problem that's been brought on because of certain kind of chemical reactions or when it was brought on by demons and devils and foreign spirits. You need to know the difference. That means there's got to be discernment in the church and we as a body can be able to find the mind of Christ and pray intelligently, thoughtfully, and discerningly. And I believe God would like to have us do that. Now he says he bore them where? The book of Isaiah chapter 53 is a great, most descriptive uh, revelation of Jesus Christ on the cross. This afternoon, I want you to know that we want to spend the rest of our time in prayer.
0: That has been passed I don't want to lose. lose the... F-